Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code REDBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Do you have a great idea for a podcast but not sure where to start? Neither did we until someone recommended Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Then Anchor distributes your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, and more. They even pair you with sponsors so you can make money with your podcast with no minimum listenership. And all of it is free. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Praised be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. I'm Alexandra Sullivan. And I'm Father Connolly. Welcome to Raising Saints, Helping Kids Hear God's Voice. We're a priest and a mom who are eager to do our best to answer kids' questions about God, the church, the faith, and more. Most importantly, to help them to grow in their relationship with God and ultimately hear His voice. Should we start with a prayer? Surely. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. Grace. The Lord is with, is with thee. Blessed art thou, women. Among women. Blessed is the Lord Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We have two very so, questions this morning from yes. my friend Peter. 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 Yeah. Yes. Fun fact, Peter is my parents' next door neighbor. Yes. Peter? And how old is he? Like younger? Yeah. Five, six, seven, maybe like that? Maybe a little older than that. Okay. Sorry, so, I don't know. <laughs> that's okay. So in elementary school. Yes. Okay. So, if, Peter, if you if you hear all that loud partying from next door, that's my mom and dad, and Johnny, yeah, and your grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> but so Peter is asking us, um, where is heaven? Yes. And then we'll get to his other question in a little bit. Yes, where's heaven? And your sons have asked that same question, haven't they? Where we it's were talking so about. funny. Yeah, just I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know why it came up, but the. But I think it was Big John said, not Big John. Big John's my husband. <laughs> It'd be weird if he was asking me. Um, little John said something like, do you know where heaven is? And I said, that's a really hard question. And then he said, do you think Father Connolly knows? Why don't you text him? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I thought that was really funny. But then Matthew proceeded to say that he knew where heaven was. And his answer was that, right. And then his answer was that heaven is in your heart because that's where Jesus is. Mm. And I thought, well, that's probably a better answer than Father Connolly or I could give. So he won the theology conversation of the day. That's, I was going to say, that's a, a budding theologian you've got there. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's that. Well, see, we know that. That's why we're doing this whole podcast. We know that kids have these insights that yeah. us as adults are like, I don't know how to answer that because we're too logical and too, you know, in our own heads. Whereas they just kind of like the supernatural is just easier for them to mm. accept, I think. Yeah. You know, that's a, I think that's a good point. Um, especially evidenced at first communions. Yeah. Something that my pastor at my home parish told me when I was ordained, he said, there's no experience like um, that experience you have at a child's first Holy communion and no one else gets to see it, but you, the mm -hmm. priest, their face as they receive our Lord in the Eucharist for the first time. And then we think about as we grow up and I don't think any of us is excluded from this, right? We run the risk of the Eucharist being just so kind of routine Mm -hmm. at best sometimes right yes. at worst we completely walk away we don't go to mass we don't um we don't pray we don't ever visit our lord in adoration um but we we how many times unworthily approach the sacrament when we're at mass simply because well i'm here and i'm catholic so i guess i go receive the eucharist now okay. without thinking about who it is we're receiving mm -hmm. um but that's why, you know, we have, like we did last year, that Pew study showing that two-thirds of Catholics don't even believe it's actually Jesus. Right. But the children do. And if if we could learn from them this lesson, how much better a place the world would be. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it, and it's, they don't question it like we do. They don't, they're just like, yeah, that's, God can do what he, whatever he wants. And so God wants to show up in, in bread form then God can do that. It's just, yeah. 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 So um, before we answer like I, I'm thinking about where is heaven? Should we kind of like elaborate what heaven is? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Cause so I, I think, think sometimes we think of like heaven is this place of happiness and fluffy clouds. Right. And that's just <laughs> not, we need to kind of figure out what heaven is before we can say where. Don't forget the puppies. <laughs> there better be puppies. That's <laughs> um, I, you know, I think, I think Matthew's onto something there. Yeah. You know, he's as, as young as he is, uh, kindergarten age mm -hmm. still understands that heaven is not necessarily a, a physical place. Yeah. Right. You're not going to jump in the car and get on the Taconic and go, uh, you know, several miles and then, and there it is. No, it's not, it's not a location. Right. What he you know, in saying that to you, that, that it's, it's in your heart. Cause that's where Jesus is. He understands that heaven is being with God. Yes. Right. right. And so if God, as we, as we understand, as the church teaches, um, and as we believe, if God lives within our hearts, that father, son, and Holy spirit now dwell within us, 
for our mm-hmm. lives, then absolutely there's a bit of heaven there. Um, yeah. But we we do certainly run the risk of that um, localizing heaven, don't mm-hmm. we? Right. And I even said it um, to Matthew uh, that when I was I was hiking and found just this beautiful, gorgeous view. There's fewer places in this world. Not that I've traveled the entire world, but I can, I would imagine there are fewer places in this world more beautiful than the Hudson Valley in the fall. Yes. So on that late September hike, you know, climbing up Breakneck Ridge and uh, just this beautiful vista of the Hudson River and the trees with the foliage changing colors and absolutely gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And I, and I remember saying to him, yeah, I, I, do I know where heaven is? I think I'm there right now. And as obviously it being a, a little, little bit silly, but in a sense, I really meant it that, yeah, this is a heavenly uh, experience. experience but right. but do you think we can take that too far sometimes and and lose sight of what heaven actually is right 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 so i think sometimes we imagine heaven as our favorite place or enjoying our favorite activity or whatever it is that makes us happy but heaven is simply being with God. And so we say, like you said, on the hike is an experience like heaven because it um, moves your mind and your heart and your soul towards God. It's an experience, right? We say, right. Like you said before, big word transcendent, right? Lifting us. That's a great word to to learn. Yeah. So transcendent meaning it's, it's going beyond just mm-hmm. above and beyond, um, you know, like Buzz Lightyear will go to infinity and beyond, just to the farthest, beyond the farthest horizon we can imagine. It's it's just, again, to repeat those words, above and beyond anything that we can possibly know yet. Right, right. So, and so heaven, we use these nice experiences to kind of give us a sense of what heaven could be. Hmm. but more so just heaven is simply right. We know God is outside of space and outside of time. So we can't pigeonhole him to a place, right? We can't say, Oh, he's up there. Right. Because that's our sense of things. And heaven is simply being in the presence of God. Right. Right. I, um, I recently had a funeral mass and, um, a young man was was giving a, a eulogy. He was speaking about his grandmother's life and and honoring her memory now. And and he shared a memory with with the congregation that you know uh, we all know how much grandma loved to cook and her famous spaghetti and meatballs. And uh, I believe she's up in heaven now, um, you know, cooking up a storm, uh, making that spaghetti and meatballs, waiting for us to come to dinner. That's a lovely sentiment in one sense, mm-hmm. right? He's taking that experience of, of pure love. And that's anyone who's got a, 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 a grandma who cooks some spaghetti and meatballs and knows that she does that with such love and, and just enjoying each other's company. And, and it's, if we understand love, we know that it's never seeking one's own interest, but it's totally for the other person. So in one sense, he was 
spot on and it was beautiful that he thought about that scene being her heavenly situation now mm -hmm. but on the other hand if i might um, challenge that a little bit i would say gosh you know i don't wish that for my grandmother <laughs> <laughs> i don't wish right. that my grandmother spends eternity now cooking for me mm -hmm. right and so again i'm perhaps being a little bit silly with my example but if we understand it when we say something like that to mean that well heaven is this place where this is happening if we understand that simply to be an expression of the love we hope to encounter in heaven, um, the, the beauty and love of God and communion with him expressed in these earthly experiences that we have. Okay. That's, I think that's helpful and, and edifying to us. But um, in the end, we like answers. We like clear definition. We do. And we're just not going to get one here no. until we're there. Right. Right. So perhaps maybe that could, that could, that could encourage us to, uh, to do our best in this life with God's grace to, to pray, to really, you know, enjoy that relationship with him that, that he wants to have. God wants to be your friend. He wants to talk with you. He wants to share in your joys and in your woes. And he wants to console you. He wants to lift you up. Um, and that experience is going to lead us to a life of holiness which in the end hopefully will please god and and you know um then he'll say to us welcome home when it's right. time to go home to heaven that, that he'll he'll say welcome home right not a place we can see or hear or feel or or sense in the way right. we really want to right now like yeah. i'm going to go down to the kitchen yeah. know how many steps are on the staircase and, and I'm going to get in there and smell the coffee that I made or this or that, the other thing. Right. We right. can't, we just can't have that with, with heaven. Yeah. But it's, I mean, but it, in, in one sense, it's just simply heaven is eternal happiness with God. And it's not, we, we don't need to really delve into it. We want that sense. Like you said, we're logical thinking, rational. We want that sense of where, where, but where, but if we just keep focused on the what it might just help us to, to move forward. Right. right. We need to focus on what it is and what that means. And I think this is a good segue into, um, and then maybe the next question too. Yeah. But, you know, just before we do that, um, of course, folks who, who have listened to us a few times know that we're both big fans of venerable Fulton J. Sheen. Mm -hmm. um, and he has such beautiful words about heaven. I mean, he's yes. many, many words about heaven. He spent his life, um, you know, preaching and teaching about God and, and ultimately heaven. But um, I just found this so moving um, to your point that, we're not going to know where exactly like there's no GPS um, route to heaven, but we can experience it in, in the sense that we have these little glimpses of it in, in this life. Yeah. And, and um, Archbishop Sheen, he, he says this about heaven. He says, if you ever want to see heaven in a child, look at that child on the day of first communion. If you want to see how much love is related to heaven, just look at a bride and groom at the altar on the day of the nuptial mass. 
Heaven is there because love is there. I've seen heaven in a missionary nun who was giving herself among the lepers. So like we've said, and, and like Matthew said so beautifully, it, heaven is in your heart because that's where Jesus is. And, and that's mm -hmm. what is, is affirming here that heaven, in a sense, exists within us. And, and we have that glimpse of it, even in this life, though we can't define it. We can't totally understand it. We don't know exactly where it is. There's no spot on the map. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we experience love, when we experience anything that raises our mind and soul to God, there's a little taste of heaven because right. that's what heaven is. It's being with him. Right. Who even, is love. Even if that means uh, difficult moments of suffering, like he says at the end, I've seen heaven in a missionary nun giving herself among the lepers. So suffering the pain of, of uh, terrible disease and um, countless inconveniences and hardships. There's so much love from that nun to those um those people suffering leprosy, he said, even there, there's a bit of heaven because it's the love of God. So right. always edify. That's beautiful. Fault and sheen. Mm -hmm. Peace be to you. Yeah. I mean, we should, we, we should just use his clips in this and, and just stop talking is what we should just do. You know what, guys, just go listen to Fulton Sheen instead of us because he's much more intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so should we segue? So he, in that, he says, um, see a child on his first communion. You already started talking about this. Right. So let's, let's segue to that. And, and sure. also, little John's making his first communion this weekend. So yeah. Very excited. Very exciting. So Peter's second question was, why don't we see Jesus? Mm -hmm. and, and it's sort of similar, right? It's sort of a similar question to, well, where's heaven? I, I want to know. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to go there. I want to be yeah. able to, to comprehend it and sense it like, like I sense everything else in my life. And similarly, right? well, why don't I see Jesus? I know he's real. And mm -hmm. God bless you, Peter, right? That you clearly already know that. Um, just by asking that question, you know that he's real. And, and you know that he speaks to you and that he loves you so much. Um, so how beautiful is that? And And yeah, I mean, if... I couldn't see the people in my life whom I know are real and love me and, and uh, with whom I have this great relationship, if I couldn't see them, absolutely, I, I would want to ask that question. Why can't I see him? Mm -hmm. uh, in one sense, it goes right back to that question about heaven, because we know from scripture, after the resurrection, after Jesus rose from the dead, we have what's called the ascension. Mm -hmm. It comes from the word to go up. Uh, right. So Jesus went up and we use our imperfect earthly language term that we can understand. Yeah. Say that Jesus, and you see it in artwork too, right? These images of Jesus sort of being, he's up in the sky. It looks like he's flying. Floating right? up into the and clouds. Yeah. 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 And it sort of, it helps us to begin to understand, but again, we have to, except that we're, we're not going to fully understand. But so why don't we see Jesus in his, in his earthly, you know, human form? And we know he was in the incarnation. He became 100% human, took on a human body. He grew into a, a man, not much uh, older than I am. And 
must have looked <laughs> a certain way that people could see. Well, why don't we see that? Yeah. Well, in short, because he ascended into heaven. He's in heaven now. But at the same time, we have to say, don't we see him? We do. We do yeah. see him yeah. every day. Thank God we yeah. see him every day. Um, so how do, how, do we, how do we see Jesus? Yeah, well, I mean, at his ascension, did it, if I remember correctly, if I remember my Bible correctly, all of the apostles wanted him to stay. And he said to them, it's better for you that I leave, meaning leave my, like, leave you in my human form, because he's going to send the advocate. Right? So he sends the Holy Spirit. So he sends, he's able to reach everyone rather than just those small group of, of apostles. And, and, and just uh, to, you know, right, I mean, he's still, he doesn't leave his humanity behind. No. Um, he's now always 100% divine and human as we say you know in the creed at mass true god and true man um but like you're saying right not any more restricted to this one location in this one right. moment like when, like we are i can't be here talking to you about jesus and also at Shoprite, you know checking out the sales on uh on on ground mm -hmm. but that's just not Unless you were suddenly the next Padre Pio and we were bilocating. Which would, that happens. That would be really helpful. So, <laughs> Lord, if you can, if you want to make that happen, that'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> so, so essentially, so his humanity, he, he ascended into heaven in his humanity. But then now he's able to reach everyone on the whole globe because oh. of that. Right. right, always at, at any time in any moment in history, and he does that in in the Eucharist, right. um, which is again, this is such a question because so many people don't understand the Eucharist mm. and that that's the true presence of Jesus. So um, it's worth diving into that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, because there he is, right, and now it's. It can be confusing because it looks like mm -hmm. red wine. Yes. So I'm at mass. Father Connolly told me that's Jesus up there. And I, I'm looking, but that's it just doesn't look like him. I've seen pictures of him. He had a beard. He had long hair. He had, that's a little piece of bread, isn't it? Well, well, no, it's not. It's looks like bread. It looks like wine. Take it from me. It tastes like bread. It tastes like wine. Mm -hmm. it smells like bread and wine. It, it, but it's not because of what's happened at mass, and that's called the consecration, mm -hmm. um, where we find now another big fancy word, also starting with T, transubstantiation. There so you go. One moment, I'm looking at bread and wine on the altar, and then God through his ordained priests changes that bread and wine in substance in what it is mm -hmm. to the body and blood of Jesus. He doesn't change what's called the accidents. Right. And so I don't mean like I spilled my milk on the floor and I, that was an accident, right? I didn't right. mean that accident in the term of the appearance, the appearance, the appearance right. or the, the senses sensibility. Um, the way uh, we taste or feel or right. see it yes now in that moment 
the Eucharist, Jesus' body and blood, look and feel and smell and taste like bread and wine. They have those accidents of bread and wine, appearance of bread and wine, but the substance, what it actually is, is now truly body, blood, soul, mm -hmm. and divinity of Jesus. And once again, you know, to go back to our first question, that's a little taste of heaven. Yeah, it is. Right? We're joined yeah. in heaven um, as we worship on earth in every mass. We're being joined to that eternal worship of God in heaven, not necessarily physically above me, but right. but again, around above in the sense that trans yeah. it transcends, it goes beyond our our understanding. So right. um, I know that's right. that's a lot of technical. Uh, it certainly is. And, but I know that our children, first of all, can understand that. I've seen it. Right? They can. They so, can. And like I said before, like the supernatural is much more acceptable to a child than to an adult. But I want to use another example just in case. Yes. It might be helpful. Um, <laughs> so maybe some of our kids are fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Mm -hmm. All these great movies, Iron Man and Thor and Captain America and I think about 90% of the time I see little John, he's got a Captain America shirt on. Yeah. And we actually just got in the mail, a Captain America Lego figurine. Cause we had Batman and we have all these other superheroes and he got Captain America. So, so this is for them. And if anyone is listening to this and they don't know what I'm talking about, well, I'm sorry, but this Go is watch a movie. <laughs> this is for them. So in the, any of the movies, where we find Thor, mm -hmm. Thor is the, the god of thunder. And this is based on Nordic mythology. mythology. So it's not, he's not actually God. He's not, but this is based on those stories. And um, the god of thunder, he comes down to earth. And now when he's on earth, but really anywhere in the universe, he can call down what's called the Bifrost or the rainbow bridge. Right. So in a sense, what's happening is you've got Thor on Earth. I think he's in New Mexico. Right. And um, he calls, in a sense, on the divinities. Right. These other Nordic gods with a lowercase g. G. Yeah. God. God right. But he calls in. Uh, bear with me. Right. I'm, he's I'm on Earth. He calls on the divinities to send down this bridge that now connects earth and the heavens mm -hmm. um, and he can then he's connected to them and he can travel back and forth between heaven and earth in yeah. a, a loose understanding of those terms right <laughs> so that's all fiction that's not real sorry mm -hmm. kids i think you know that already <laughs> great <laughs> movie though. great story really, really great and, movies and, and but, these kind of movies or stories um kind of give us a sense right there they're like a sense of, of right so i don't want to say i'm stronger than thor but <laughs> as a priest what actually happens now when i'm celebrating mass i call on the holy spirit and god sends his holy spirit that now through me not mm -hmm. by my own power not because god said you know that father Connolly. he He's just such a good guy. He's he's so smart, and, and he's got a good sense of humor. And I'm gonna, he's gonna make me present now because he's mm -hmm. just a great guy. No, no, no. 
it's it's Jesus in me now by my priesthood. The Holy Spirit comes down. We see the priest puts his hand, his hands over the gifts and, and calls down the Holy Spirit. That's why we ring the bells at that moment. Be aware that something really special is happening. And this bridge between heaven and earth is opened and we're connected and we're really joined because of Jesus' presence in the Eucharist, because of the action of God the Father sending the Holy Spirit, that the Son may be present to us. We have this bridge open between heaven and earth. And we're, in a sense, we're there. Mm-hmm. So, roundabout way to go back to our first question. If you, wanted, if you want to know where heaven is, it's at Mass. Go to Mass. That's where heaven is at least in so far as we can experience it now. Right. And that's why I was, I was telling you before that if let's say I'm celebrating mass by myself in my chapel, right? Yeah. I don't have the parish mass and there's no funeral that day. So I'm going to say mass in the chapel and it's just me. Well, I still say certain words and make certain gestures as if there were other people there. Right. Because I'm not alone because I'm with heaven, the right. angels and the saints, the, the blessed mother, God himself are all there with me Yeah. in my humble little chapel in Hopewell Junction. So pretty it's beautiful cool. to think about. Where, why don't we see Jesus? Well, we do. We, we don't see him the way we want to see him necessarily, mm-hmm. but we do. We see him, especially in the Eucharist. And right. where's heaven? It's right there. Right. And we can visit him whenever we want. Yeah. Right. We can just stop into the chapel, stop into the church and yeah. say, hey, Jesus. Right. And how beautiful that too, from my perspective, when I see a family come in, sometimes it happens that I'm in the church just kind of, you know, changing the candles or doing something like that. And I see mom bring her kids just to go spend a few minutes and pray. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, that's an experience of heaven too, because that absolutely is an expression of the love of God. So moms, dads, if you find yourself with, you know, a little free time once in a while, bring your kids and go visit Jesus in the Eucharist in the church and say a few prayers, and they'll never forget that experience. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up, yeah? Yeah. So thanks, Peter, for those questions, and I hope this helped. And um, we'll be... Of course. Go ahead. No, we, we, we should wrap up with How I Heard God. Ah, yes. Because we didn't do that for our first episode because I think we talked a little too long. <laughs> so we should, we should wrap up though. So, um, and get back on target with that. So do you want to go first or shall I? I think you should. All right. So like how you heard God, recently. how I heard God. So I actually, I'm, I'm really grateful that we do this as a family every night because it gives me ammunition, <laughs> but, um, you know, I had a, it's been a, a weird week with a lot of like bad news and people who are sick and, you know, friends of friends who've passed away and just, you know, a lot of like icky stuff. Right. And, uh, and so I said, I needed to go to adoration. So I went to adoration on Tuesday because I just felt like that was the place I needed to be. I needed to just, and, um, and I sat in adoration and I prayed for all of these people who I, and I literally said to, to Jesus, I think there's just too many people in the world for me to possibly pray for. And I don't know how there's enough time in the day in life to pray for everyone. But, um, 
but I did, I sat with my rosary and I prayed and, and um, just a sense of that was enough. I don't know. Is Before I went in overwhelmed and I came out feeling at peace. And so that is, that was my experience of God this week. That's great. Yeah. So I now for great, you. I had a great experience. Um, really hearing God talking to me uh, a few days ago when um, we got together a, a, a little group of priests and most of us have been in seminary together, maybe not in all in the same year, um, but all ordained within about five years of each other. So mm-hmm. um, it, it can sometimes uh, be challenging because there's so few priests these days. And so we're sort of stretched a little thin and, and to do a lot of stuff by ourselves, but how just encouraging it was to be with my brother priests. We prayed together and we had a great discussion and um, it was, it was just really affirming um, that God is with us and he loves us that we're doing his work, albeit imperfectly, but, um, and and just gave me um, a great sense of that fraternity that Mm. that feel in a family, you know, and, and these are my brothers. And uh, it was uh, just a, just a great time. And uh, so could I also just ask you all to please pray for your priests and, and let's pray together for more priests, right? God is calling. He's absolutely calling. It can be so difficult to hear him calling you, especially to a life like this, because the world would say this is insane and it's a waste and it's just downright silly. Well, I'm telling you, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> an incredible life. And if God is calling you to it, you young men listening, if, if there are any, um, I just want you to know how incredibly joyful I am, even in the most challenging moments. And that's definitely the experience of my brother priests too. So join us. Do join it. us, okay? And um, God, will, God will sustain. He'll give you the grace. Yes. All right. We will always pray for that. All right. Until next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Raising Saints. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and learned something about the faith, the church, and God. Most importantly, we hope you've heard God's voice as he calls out to you in love, as he calls you to a friendship with himself, as he calls you to be a saint. Until next time, God bless you. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app 
slash breadbox.